I'm Ayala Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. Each week we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, and outline some insight about early development. This series is time for you to be together and to feel like you're doing something good for and with your baby, small child, or multiple young children. Please follow your child's lead. I am a speech and language pathologist, and I specialize in work with very young children, but this is not to be confused with speech therapy. This is what I call family enrichment. All suggested activities are meant to be enjoyed by your baby under close adult supervision. For a more complete story of Strength in Words, please listen to my introduction episode or visit my website, strengthinwords.com. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayalet. Hello to the singers. Hello, 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 hello. Hello to the babies. Hello to the toddlers. Hello, hello, hello. Hello to the children. Hello to the grown-ups. Hello, 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 hello. Hello to your friends. Hello to my friends. Hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Today we have a special guest on the show, Adrian of Learn with Adrian, a pediatric speech and language pathologist whose focus is much of her work on the teaching of sign language. So let's give her a special welcome. Hello to Adrian, hello to our fingers, hello, 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 hello to all our new friends, hello to all our old friends, hello, hello, hello. One last time, hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. Today, I am very pleased to welcome a special guest to the Strength in Words podcast, a fellow speech and language pathologist who has also dedicated her work to the education of families with young children. Adrienne of Learn with Adrienne has so many helpful videos on YouTube and Facebook featuring great ideas for language stimulation and offers loads of helpful resources for parents, caregivers, educators, and fellow therapists. So thank you so much for being with us today, Adrian. Thanks so much. I've been a longtime listener of your podcast, and it's such a joy to talk with you today. Great. So I know that one of your areas of interest and expertise is the use of sign language as a tool to help young children acquire language. So can you tell us what are some of the reasons why sign language is useful for early communicators? There are many ways that sign language boosts language development. Using signs with young children can reduce frustration, so signing gives children a symbolic way to communicate before they're able to speak verbally. 
this reduces stress for everyone involved because now there's a way for your child to let you know what he or she needs instead of crying, pointing, and grunting to communicate. So when children's family and caregivers use signs when they speak, the children get the chance to experience the word in a multi-sensory way. So that means that they get to hear the word as you say it, they get to see it as you sign it, they feel it as they sign it, and then finally, they'll say it eventually. And there's also good evidence that producing a motor movement makes it easier for some children to produce the word, which is really incredible. Since children can learn signs as early as six months of age, sign language training may contribute to the prevention of behavior problems for young children who are at risk of developmental delays and language delays because they can get their needs met and they don't have to resort to behaviors that aren't as effective. Not very much learning can happen when kids are crying, and so continuing to support their communication attempts through signing is something that can really build a great foundation for them. It also increases their confidence. When children are given an alternative form of communication, they become more confident knowing that they can communicate by using something other than whining, grunting, and crying. Signing with children gives them a gross motor form of communication that they can be successful with at an earlier age while their fine motor system continues to develop so they can eventually start talking. Speaking uses a lot of energy and a lot of different fine motor systems such as breath support, vocal cord control, using your tongue and lips and your mouth and even your nasal passage to say different sounds and so that's a lot of different things going on at once, whereas signing is more of a gross motor skill that kids use. You know, they just use their hands and arms and wrists and fingers, and so they're able to be more successful coordinating those movements earlier than they can when they're trying to talk with all those fine motor, really intricate skills. I think that the idea of signing with young children can often be seen as sort of confusing subject. Obviously, parents want to help their children communicate, right? That's a given. So (laughs) since sign languages were born out of deaf communities all over the world, the idea that sign can also be used for hearing children is, I guess, relatively new. So what does the research say about whether using sign language can hinder speech development? Because I think this is sort of a common misconception. Can you bust this myth right open for us, Adrian? Yes, I can. That is a great question, and it is one that I get a lot. People who are listening to this podcast may have heard somewhere along the line the myth that teaching a child to sign will cause them not to talk or it will make them lazy. This is actually the opposite of what research says. Mm -hmm. So I wrote my entire thesis on this very topic and I actually titled it to sign or not to sign because it is such a popular question and topic. So what the research studies reveal is a resounding conclusion that signing does not hinder verbal development. To the contrary, the studies prove that gesturing facilitates verbal skill acquisition. This means that language helps children when they're learning to speak. So another study reveals that sign language can help parents decode their baby's verbal sounds once they do start talking. So if they start talking and their pronunciation is unclear, signing can help parents understand what their child wants because it's more of a concrete visual representation of communication. And so the use of signing eases communication and clarifies the pronunciation of words so parents can understand their baby's first attempts at producing words and it really decreases frustration. And then once a child can talk clearly, their voice will replace their signing because talking is quicker than signing. And as humans, we love doing things that are the quick and easy way to do them. When we have the ability to talk, 
we do. Once kids are able to speak, they will. So that is a very common misconception. And actually last week it broke my heart because I was working with a toddler and his mother and his mother told me that she had started signing with her child and her pediatrician told her to stop because her child would not talk if you only signed. And I was so sad to hear that because she was doing the right thing. And so that was incorrect advice based on the research. Signing gives your child language well before he or she's able to talk verbally. And language is power. It equips your children with a skill that they'll need for their whole life. It sets them up for success in all areas like reading, speaking, math, English, science, following directions and learning new skills and being able to understand language. So if you've been told from someone not to sign with your child for some reason, please know that the person who advised you may not know what the research says and they're advising you based on their own assumptions and not on the facts. Right. Also, I have this quote from Laura Mize. She's a pediatric speech language pathologist and she has an article about using sign language and she says, some parents are afraid that signing makes the baby lazy about using words. This is absolutely false. When babies can talk, they do talk. Not signing because you're scared your baby would prefer to use signs instead of words is as crazy as saying you won't let your baby crawl because you're afraid he won't learn to walk. (laughs) Or not teaching your baby to wave bye-bye because you think he may not learn to say bye-bye. Signing is an extension of using gestures to communicate. As long as you keep emphasizing the spoken word as you sign, your baby will associate the word with the sign and drop the sign when he or she can consistently say the word. So I love that quote from Laura Mize because I think it breaks it down very clearly. Yes. And we know that, number one, all of us use the most efficient way to communicate, right? If the most efficient way to communicate in a certain moment is to point, then that's what we're going to do. And sometimes we use multimodal communication, right? We point and we say, it's over there, right? To heighten the understanding. And like you said, and like Laura Mize has said, it's that extension of a gesture. And we do have to remember that infants and toddlers especially are learning it's a progression I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode the babblers and the bangers where Mm -hmm. we talked about how around the time that children are starting to babble they're also often using this sort of rhythmic arm movement and that that is a way to look at very early emerging gestural use and when we play vocally with our children and we play gesturally with our children and we interact we're teaching them how to communicate. And all of these things go into verbal and nonverbal communication. So thank you. That's really great to break it down for us, Adrian. So you work primarily with families with toddlers who have delayed verbal skills. But mm-hmm. in recent years, the popularity of using sign language with infants and young toddlers who are following a typical progression of development has actually grown a lot, I think, So what's the consensus here? Does signing boost language development for children who are developing along a typical progression of development? Mm, I love this question because, yes, it does help boost language development. And this is really cool. The children who learn to sign are considered partially bilingual because they have learned two distinct ways to express words and concepts and, like you mentioned earlier, different modalities. Signing stimulates intellectual, developmental, and emotional growth. There's a study that's proven that when typically developing children enter kindergarten, the kids who learned sign language had higher language scores 
used more sophisticated play. And it makes sense that babies learning sign language perform better because they're constantly reinforced verbally when they make a sign. So their parents are like, yes, that's right. More right. juice or more toy, more song. They get like so, double time reinforced. Yeah, they get, yeah, exactly. Because they're able to sign earlier than they can talk. Mm-hmm. And so their parents aren't only talking to them when they can talk back to them. It's definitely a way to enrich their communication skills. And it is likely that parents who teach their child's signs actually talk to their babies more because their babies can communicate earlier. So it gives the child a head start in that critical period of language development when they're really soaking in everything. And so the child has more practice with language skills because their parents engage way more often and use more words earlier. And using more words is a predictor of language success later in life. And so the more times children hear words, the more quickly they'll learn to say them. So I love that research because it really shows the difference that learning language early, sign language, or talking, or in your case, using songs as a form of communication and boosting those social and communication skills. I just love how it all works together and plays an important role in development. I think it's important, though, to maybe distinguish between there are sort of the people who are actually teaching their children sign language who may Maybe they come from a family who has actually a person in the deaf community within the family who uses sign language. And then there are people who are using a few signs to help their babies communicate. (laughs) And I think those are sometimes two distinct groups of people. So I think when we say that children who learn sign language are partially bilingual, they've learned two distinct ways to express themselves. Yes, Mm -hmm. but I think that a lot of the research that I've seen does state that, yes, children who even just learn a few signs, because of what you said, they're being reinforced more and more and more by those caregivers. They are getting multimodal communication. They're getting the word in sign. They're getting the word as they can hear it because they are hearing children. So oftentimes they are sort of predisposed to be within an environment that's getting more language stimulation. So yeah, that's really interesting. Yes, Um, it really provides a language rich environment for kids. And also research has shown that learning sign language increases the number of positive interactions and decreases the number of negative interactions between parents and children. And so that further, you know, establishes that point where they'll be able to have more of a consistently positive social experience with caregivers and family members because they're getting their needs met sooner than they're able to talk. This story is pretty cool. I I came across this in my research where a 16-month-old child woke up crying in the middle of the night and he was able to use the sign for afraid and then point to a clown doll on his dresser that was like casting a shadow and kind of creepy. And he let his mom know he was afraid of it. So his mom removed the doll from the room and the child was able to go back to sleep. So without the sign for afraid though, the baby would have just pointed to the clown and maybe the mom would have thought, oh, he wants the clown in his crib. And then he would have been terrified. And that (laughs) might have caused him even more distress. So using signs in this way helps the child form that stable attachment to his parents and it really built a trusting relationship. You know what I'm trying to tell you and you are acting on what I'm telling you. So it provides the child with a sense of control. When babies know their parents will reliably and consistently meet their needs, they definitely form that positive social 
attachment to their parents that's really supportive for language development. So what are some of the most important techniques that you'd recommend to parents and caregivers when they are introducing sign to an infant or toddler? I would recommend the same strategies that I use for teaching kids words, verbal words. So first thing I would say is repetition. They are not going to learn it the first time you sign it to them. And I would recommend picking one, maybe two words that you'd like to focus on first and really repeat those throughout their day in different contexts. They need to see it over and over and over. And definitely when you're signing, you need to be saying the word out loud too so they can hear it and see it so they can begin to pair the word with the sign. Repetition is so important. Repetition is so important. Repetition is so important. See? Um, Now we remember Another tip is to help them make the shapes with their hands. So if you notice they're watching you really closely, they're looking at your hands, but they're not signing it, you can actually hold onto their hands and help them make the shape with their hand. This will help them to understand what you expect them to do. And you can make it fun. It's not a serious, let's sit down now and learn a bunch of signs today. I would recommend keeping it simple, incorporating the signs into play, into songs and games. I like to sing a song and then stop and then have them sign more and then show them how to do the sign. And then once they sign it, then I'll start singing again. Repetition, saying the word as you sign it, making it fun and helping them make the shapes are my biggest techniques that I would use. Yeah. I think though that it's, it's important to distinguish between what you said, which is helping them make the shapes versus making their hands into the shape, what we call in the field of speech and language pathology, hand over hand assistance. So there's sort of a difference between watching them, watching you be interested in your hands versus here, let me show you how it's done and taking their hands and manipulating their hands instead, right? We always talk about in strength in words about following your child's lead and that's totally yeah. applies here and I think also applies to what you just said Adrian. I just wanted to stop and make sure that that was clear to families who are listening as well. Yeah. So distinguishing between following your child's interest and them watching your hands and mm-hmm. manipulating their hands just because that's what you want them to do. Exactly yes <laughs> definitely wait for them to be observing you and seeing your hands moving and if you notice they're trying to do a motion and they're struggling that's when yeah definitely supporting the hand over hand but waiting until you notice that they are noticing (laughs) because if you just all of a sudden come out from nowhere and hold their hands and make them do all these crazy things they're not going to understand why or what you're doing and (laughs) it probably will be not as beneficial (laughs) so yes right and not as natural of an interaction exactly so you mentioned the sign for more which i think is a really common early high value word that a lot of people go to first but what are some other ones that you think are either equally or more beneficial than that word more? Well, I like to follow the pattern of spoken words and how they develop. Kids tend to learn nouns a lot faster and a lot earlier than they learn verbs or abstract concepts. So nouns are highly motivating because they're concrete and they're visual. So that these are people, places, objects, things. For example, the noun dog is something that kids can see, feel, hear, sometimes they can smell. So it's easier for them to learn the sign for dog than it would be to learn the sign for something more abstract like happy or joy or please or thank you even. Or even more. 
actually. Or even more, exactly. Yeah, the sign for more is more of a cause and effect kind of sign. It's a really powerful power sign because it they can generalize it to be anything. More cracker, more cookie. It can be anything. And so I know some people discourage the use of more. And so there's, there's a lot of literature on both sides of that topic. But mainly keep the words concrete. So if you can point to it and they can see what it is, then that would be a good sign to teach just as a rule of thumb. So you can point to a door so you could teach the sign for door. You could point to a cup. You can teach the sign for cup. So when you're first starting out, I would stick to those nouns because they are way more concrete and your child will be able to pair the sign with the visual and the verbal words. So it's a (laughs) win-win. And like you said, keep them highly motivating, Mm -hmm. which is totally dependent on the child. So I think the first five signs for every child, I don't think you could necessarily say, oh, definitely do hot dog, (laughs) father, blah, blah, blah. Because number one, that child may never have seen a hot dog before or had to any experience with it number two there may not be a father figure in their life so it's all so 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 individualized highly motivating people places and and objects i think that's great and that is such an individualized thing so definitely and there is a resource that i've created actually it's a free mini video series on my website where i teach the most common food and drink signs for children so food and drinks are motivating and so um, i've been able to learn those yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're they're really those power words that can get the kids something that they want because it helps them to request something, and so that can be found at learnwithadrian.com at my website. So that's a great place to start if your kids love food, then you can learn a bunch of food signs from that. Now, we talked a little bit about making hand shapes for the child or with the child. Is it important that the child imitate the sign correctly? No, not in my mind, at least. Just as we can still understand a child who says mo instead of more, articulating every single sound, sign language is the same. As long as they're signing something close to the sign, even if it's not perfect, if you know what they're trying to say and they know what they're trying to say, then it's a success because your child's communicating with you. And that's the goal of sign language is communication. And so as long as both parties know what's being said, you're good to go. They sign something totally different, but they always sign it the same way. If you know what they're saying, then you can continue to give them the request. But then I would sign it correctly so that they can see it. And as they fine tune their motor skills, they'll be able to fine tune their sign to be more correct. So don't worry if they're signing something that seems a little bit off or it's not exactly perfect. Just keep encouraging them and keep that environment positive and supportive. I mean, we have to remember, too, that they are still perfecting their motor patterns. They, they the process. Again, again, exactly. It's a process from bigger to smaller. Also, I think another little piece to assume intentionality. I remember when I was signing a few words with my son when he was, I think I started around five six months old and then when he was about seven months old he signed the word back to me for milk and I was like oh my god he signed milk and you know it was the first time and I I was like okay did that just happen I don't know and I thought okay well I think he did so then I offered him milk I said okay you want milk oh okay let's have some milk and sure enough he accepted it I I mean I can never know at that moment whether he actually absolutely signed milk but I assumed he did and from then on he continued to ask for it in that way and that's how he continued to sign so amazing that cause and effect they learn it so quickly and that control is pretty powerful for 
someone who is just learning to communicate. Yes. And I, I think for parents and caregivers too, certainly for myself, when I realized that he did that, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, he understands so much more than I give this little person credit for. And we have to remind ourselves that they do. Whenever we talk about them yes. to, around them, they they understand more than we think they do. And, and we have to be careful okay. and we have to be loving and we have to be sincere. And so when we give them those tools, they will take advantage of them. That's really great. So do you, Adrian, have any other favorite resources or tips for families? I do. I do have some favorite resources. There's a show called Signing Time. It's on Netflix and it has really fun songs that teach signs. And the person who teaches them, she wraps her fingers with different colored tape so it's easier to see what her fingers are doing. That's a little bit for older kids, I would say. But if you're a parent looking to learn some signs, it's a great place to learn. And the website teachmetotalk.com by Laura Mize is another wonderful resource that has many articles and videos about language development for children, not just sign language, but just verbal language. And she has a podcast as well. And so that's something that is a resource that I go to time and time again when I'm sharing tips and strategies with parents. And then, as I mentioned before, if you're wanting to go ahead and get started using some commonly used signs, a resource that you could start with is my free lesson about food and drink signs for your child. And then I also have a fully online sign language course for beginners where you can learn 300 of the most commonly used signs in one month. So this is for ambitious and motivated parents. And it's a wonderful resource because you have lifetime access to the class and you can review whenever and wherever you want on your computer, tablet, smartphone. It's really portable and mobile. And so your podcast listeners can get started with the very first lesson of my course for free by going to learnwithadrian.com. So they can get started learning sign language today. They're really motivated and jazzed up about this podcast and want to start learning signs and teaching their child signs. So yeah, those are my favorite resources. Great, Adrian, And I'll be providing the links for those and for a lot of the research that we discussed today on the podcast page for this episode. Thank you so much, Adrian. This has been such a pleasure Thank to talk you. to you. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye, I yell it. Goodbye to this music. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts, being here together. Thanks so much, everyone. For a transcript of the interview, our instructions to make, and ideas for how to use your very own DIY sign language motivators and free download, you can head over to my website, strengthandwords.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as straight from my website. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe, rate, and review on any and all of those forums. If you feel inclined to support what we're doing here at Strength in Words, you can do so by visiting my website and clicking on the link to either make a one-time donation or by becoming a patron of Strength in Words on Patreon. I'll be here again next week.